Hi, everyone. Listen, our show, Decided Heart Conversations, is about finding inspiring people where their decided heart moment elevated their sense of purpose and clarity from within themselves. And then the most important part is taking action and then impacting the lives of others and making this really big positive impact. And we are so excited to have our guest, Lisa Kilgore here. She's a registered holistic nutritionist and educator, runs her own practice called Undieting Wellness Program. She is a speaker, you can find her on TED Talks, and then an author of an incredible book called Undieting, Freedom from the Bewildering World of Fad Diets. Cannot wait to hear more about that. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation all week. Awesome. So it, it is going to be so much fun because we have so many things to share about who you are and to ask about who you are. But we just heard some really fun news, which is undieting is where? It's in Target. Ah! So you can get you can get a copy, your own copy. It's on an end cap at Target and many of the stores, like most of the stores. I, that is so exciting. In fact, you know what? Viewers and listeners go find your local target, take a picture, buy it, of course, but take a picture where it is, send it to us, send it to us so we can see it. We'll post it on our social media. How fun is that? But, okay, let's get in. Sorry, I'm very excited for you. So we needed a moment of celebration. But but Lisa, what, what ever brought you to that decided heart moment of, okay, you know what? I, I'm really interested in nutrition. I'm interested in what goes in on our, on in our bodies, but I need to do something more with that. This is a calling for me. This is a purpose. It, yeah. And it came as a bit of a pathway. So I'm uh, my undergrad, what I went to school for was to be a performance musician. And when I was in school, due to stress and a horrible diet, um, I had, I was ripe with inflammation. So I had um, asthma that was out of control. I had tendonitis in both my thumbs. I had nerve pain down both my arms and I'm a flute player. I need my arms and my lungs. And when I left school, I was in a really, really bad place. And I got a job working for a whole food supplement company in their customer service. I don't know why they hired me, but I'm still to this day grateful for that moment. And for about two and a half years, I spent my time talking to people on the phone. And I loved that part of it. And I loved the company and I loved what I was doing. And I just, I, I realized the further away from music I got, the happier I got. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. Cause I always just assumed I would get well and go back into music. And as I worked my way through different jobs in that company, I couldn't find my place. And so one year for my new year's resolution was I'm gonna figure out my new path. Um, it's not music, what's, what is it gonna be? And I, I decided I'm gonna have a notebook with me. I'm gonna write a bunch of ideas. And at some point this year, it's going to be clear. And then on January 3rd, <laughs> I was watching TV and um, on came this holistic nutritionist who would go into people's houses and help them. And that's the moment I got goosebumps and I'm like, oh, I can talk to people again and I could dive deeper with them and help them. And it became an unbelievably clear what I needed to do was go back to school, become a holistic nutritionist and do that kind of work. And so by March, I was registered into the program and I graduated a year and a half later. And 
moved across the country to start this practice and I've never for a moment regretted it. Um, and so I live somewhere beautiful, but they also have a symphony. So within a year or two of being out here, I had space in my day to start practicing again. And I spent about five years uh, inside the Okanagan Symphony, um, getting to play pieces that I've always dreamed of playing. And so I was able to merge the two, which I'm very, very happy for. So it's, it was this like realization that what I love doing more than anything is talking to people and helping people. And this was just th this, like this method that made so much sense to me. And it just like, boom, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, yeah, that's what I need to do. That's what I want to do. And I've loved every second of it. I've worked with thousands of people at this point. I've been in full-time practice for 12 years and every day I learn something new and every day I get to meet somebody amazing. And yeah, it's the best life. I just, I think about, you know, we, we, we talk about decided hard moment but really it isn't a moment. There is a, a, a trigger, a button that's been pushed, right? And for you, it was health in the music program and then moving on to Whole Foods and then you know, the, the, the evolution of your story. Um, what I find fascinating though, is that for you it was almost a moment like January 1st, you made your resolution, January 3rd, you saw that, com that commercial or that program. And then by March, you got your degree, like you educated- March, I was starting in the program. Yeah. You started in the program, right? And then a year and a half, yeah. I mean, the, the, the pacing of it, the pacing yeah. of that, that action plan. And then I, I, I couldn't help but think of a teeter-totter, you know, that the imbalance, we don't really know that we're just like on the ground on one side. And for you to finally find that balance of like, okay, the musicality, you can't separate yourself. I mean, somewhere it's gotta be in there. And you just yeah. found this beautiful balance. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just, that's what, that's what I'm resonating with. No, I loved it. Oh, go ahead, please. Oh, I was, and, and what I realized in my own healing is how easy, how small little steps make a big difference. And so I was in my world, that's rarely talked about. And so I also got to come in and, and, and kind of shake the industry a little bit and say, no, 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 you don't need to hand people meal plans. You need to help them find that little way in. And um, that's like, it, it, it became such a passion so quickly. Sorry, Hillary, what were you about to say? No, no, not at all. And it's funny because that was, per it's like you read my mind where I was going to go with that. And I, I actually want to get a little bit deeper into your system, not system program, program. What's our right word for our yeah, lifestyle? It's, really, it's, lifestyle? It's, it's a method. 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 Yeah. I like it. Approach. Method. Yeah. I like it. Um, so it's funny because last night, so I, uh, I teach a, a book class as well. And we were working with the book Finish last night, which is by John Akoff. And it's like, why don't, why do we set these resolutions and then we don't move forward? And it's because we they're huge in our mind and they think we had, they have to be perfect and they have to. And I kept, as I was talking about it last night, I kept coming back to food because to me, that's like one of the biggest examples just globally that you think of where people I'm going to start on January 1st, I'm going to do it all perfect by January 2nd, you're not eating perfectly. So you give it up yeah. and then you're going to try it again next January 1st. And I love the idea that this doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be like, we're going to take baby steps and it's not about always even just what you look like in the mirror, but it's about the inflammation. It's about the energy level. It's about how you wake up at what your attitude is, the reducing anxiety. There's just so much beyond that. So how do you, can you, can you give our our viewers, our listeners, a little glimpse into what makes what you're talking about. It's so simple, but it's so revolutionary. 
it's it's based in real life so i don't i see diets and dieting culture as a break from real life like they they uh health experts come in and they scare you into a method and again it's it's black or white it's your on or off it and when you're in that kind of state you might learn something but you usually don't you usually just like no i felt better like that but it was just unsustainable and it's totally my fault and now i'm over here and it's like no 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 it wasn't your fault that diet was always going to fail that's the only thing that can happen when you go on a diet is eventually you fall off it and so what i work in the undieting method is re real life healthy eating is what i've also called it for years and what it is is it takes you as you are with your likes and your dislikes and your own lifestyle and we make small little tweaks they're tweaks that are so easy uh, uh, you, you need to feel 95 percent like I can totally rock this. That's how easy I want them to be. And uh, dieting culture, because they have taught us the opposite, the biggest pushback I get is that's too easy. It's not going to work. And if we go back to your example, Hillary, of you start on, on January 1st and you're all in, but by January 2nd, or maybe by February 1st, you're off it. So instead, if all you did was add one serving of vegetable to your life once a month, and took two months off, you'd be at 10 by, by next January. And one adding one serving of fruits or vegetables in a day is so easy. And you, you have a whole month to get used to this, this new way. But if you look at it over time, it's a huge shift. And when it's done so easily, you don't fall off it because it's just a part of your life. My diet used to be entirely processed. I rarely had it. Like I had a vegetable once a month in my diet. If that, that's when somebody else made me a dinner. Um, I, I packaged food, processed food, enormous amounts of, of sugar. And I found that the first couple changes made such a huge difference that I was inspired to do the next one. And it took me about six years to do my full change, but that's a diet that was totally processed to one that was like what you'd expect a holistic nutritionist to eat. And that may seem slow, but at no point did I ever feel like I had to go backwards or that it was too hard or that I missed the old food because at any time I can eat it. Um, and what I, in, with my clients, they usually make the same kind of change in three to six months because with a bit of guidance, it's just easier. I spent like six months on peanut butter and yeah, that's what I needed. But I don't think I, if I just knew which one to try, I wouldn't have taken six months. <laughs> and so with, with that little, like my job is to look at your life and find the, the, what would be the most effective, easy change. And when we do that, then that spurns on the next one and the next one and the next one. And, and it really can be easy and it needs to be easy because if you want long-term health, it means long-term changes. And those are not something you go on all in. It's something that you like, you wade in really slowly um, until you're, you're totally in and comfortable. I love it. It reminds me of, I haven't read this book, but Hillary does an, another class on the atomic habits and fully, <laughs> but you know, what I think with your method, what is so amazing, because everybody's personal relationship with food, I know is strong. It, it's humanly strong. Like we we're dependent upon it. Right. And there is a sense of control on the decision. I think just that having that decision is just such a powerful thing to have, right? I, ha I can decide what to eat. I can decide when to diet or to less or to more, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And what I, you know, and in terms of atomic habits, it's, hey, it's not about just being motivated and inspired every day about how great this is, but showing up mm-hmm. and, and just having the discipline to show up. However, yeah. with your method, I feel like it's so easy to show up to that. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah. what I heard in terms of your, the backlash that you get, it's, it's too easy. Do I want to show up? I mean, do you get that? Like, oh, this seems too easy to show up for. Maybe I don't even show up for it. It, it, it's, it's because our head wants to be in charge. So one thing that I, that I work with with my clients is to give your brain a different job. So your brain is used to researching a new plan and figuring out what to do and getting on board and like um, moving you into it and it likes to be in charge. But the real health comes from listening to your body because your body is your absolute best ally and it always wins. Mm-hmm. So no matter how strong that your willpower is and your brain is, willpower is like a muscle it will wear out and if you haven't created a permanent change yet it you will just go back to your old habits and so by instead um, tuning in and listening to the body and and your brain's job is to to figure out what it's trying to say Mm -hmm. instead of being in charge as soon as we create that shift that can make a huge difference and you no longer need to find an expert. Uh, you no longer need to read another book. You get to, you know exactly what your body wants. Um, it's, it's the dieting culture programming that makes that really hard. So a lot of the time I spend with people, the, the actual changing of your diet is, is fairly easy and happens on its own, but to, to break the cycle of no, but it has to be harder. No, this mm-hmm. isn't moving fast enough oh, but I ate, I drank a glass of wine yesterday. Aren't I bad? I'm like, no, no, no. all of this is fine. Um, everything is on the table. If you want to eat chocolate cake every day in my method, you can, as long as you stay open to how it feels, I could eat chocolate cake any day I want, but I don't because I don't like how it feels, Mm. but because I'm never deprived of it, I never feel like I need to binge. If I really want it, I can have it. And what research is finding is, um, a lot of binge eating or binge eating feelings come from the deprivation. So it's because you've denied yourself for days, weeks, months, or years, then it becomes so hard to resist because your body always wins. Your body will get what it wants. And if it wants the pleasure from that piece of chocolate cake, it'll get it. And if we, but if we block the pleasure with guilt of, I shouldn't be doing this and you have to eat more to get there. (laughs) And so by, by making sure that everything's on the table, that all you're doing is being curious and noticing how your body feels when you eat something, you'll automatically start to gravitate to the foods that, that are more whole foods that feel better because that's what your body is really looking for. Every once in a while, it's going to want that junk food because you have connections to childhood and, and it's pleasurable and it's relaxing and all of that. And that's okay. Give your body that. It's just like, also notice how these other things feel. And just by reconnecting and reattuning to your body, you no longer are questioning what I should do. There's never, there's no longer, do you need to think, Oh, am I eating enough protein? Should I be on a low carb diet? Should I try the keto diet? All of that gets thrown out the window forever because you know, no, my body, my body needs starches and I need some good, healthy fat. And these, this is how, this is the foods that feel really good. And it's, it's freedom. It's magical. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Cannot wait. That because I really, I mean, it's funny. I'm writing the, the, I wish you could see the notes I was writing because as I'm writing my notes, like I'll write a word and I'm like, she just said that. Like you, you are literally, it's like you're reading my mind because I wrote, um, be curious instead of judgmental right? That's one of my favorite quotes. And it really is about connecting 
with your body. I have a friend who taught me the phrase, and I love this because as many people, I've often had a love, hate, you know, it's the comfort, it's the, all of these, it's the stress, it's the boredom, all of the things you go to the food, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And she taught me the phrase, um, is this loving my body? And mm-hmm. in that question, asking that question in that moment, as I grab something, how am I going to feel after it? Is this loving my body? no, this is abusing my body. I'm going to feel awful. If I have an entire plate of, of cheese, I'm going to be sick for two days. So is this loving my body? It's not, it's not worth it. Um, so I love that. And I love, I want to just the image you brought up atomic habits, Sonia, uh, the image that always sticks in my mind and your methodology, Lisa, just is such a beautiful illustration of this is this image that James Clear gives of okay, you, you're starting at a point in, on a plane in LA. And if you go off just three degrees difference, three degrees difference, instead of ending up in Washington, DC, you're in New York. So it just, it's that, and it's the same thing. You, it, I'm just having one more vegetable a day. What good can it do? Okay, guess what? Down the road, what happens? It's huge. It's huge, the difference that it makes. And I think we have this uh, again ties up with with work that that was was doing last night this idea what are your secret rules what are your limiting beliefs that you've been brought up with if it's to be a worthy goal it has to be hard if it's going to be a worthy goal it has to be um, not enjoyable and not fun right I can't just do Zumba to um, get in shape because that's too fun. I have to sign up for a marathon, even though I hate running. Right? <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna eat well, I can't just have fun and make beautiful food of different colors. I have to do this thing, and it has to look bland and bleh, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's so much of what you're talking about is yeah. take a breath, have fun, make it simple. Yeah, yeah, and be curious. Yeah, guilt blocks the information your body's trying to tell you. And so I, I use cravings as a way in. So my, the, the question I ask every single person I work with is what do you crave? And, and let's with that with good and bad, like there's no judgment on what it is. If you could eat anything in the world, what would it be? And, but when they tell me it, it, it points to nutritional deficiencies, it points to um, balance that your body is looking for. Even the time of the day that you're craving speaks to the balance in your life. And that when we, when we become curious about our cravings, instead of trying to willpower over them or guilt when we, when we indulge and just say, oh body, why do you really want chocolate right now? Mm-hmm. Oh body, why are you asking me for potato chips at nine at night? What, what's going on here? And just start opening up that conversation with some curiosity, the answers come. And if you can't find the answers, there's, there's many ways. Like I have a whole chapter about cravings in my book because sometimes they're like chocolate is especially dark chocolate is usually magnesium and salt Mm -hmm. is frequently salt your body is looking for more sodium and um that's just a basic guide like everybody's body is unique but that can be a starting a jumping off point because when you get to know what it is your body is asking for you're learning its language and when you learn its language then it's not so confusing (laughs) anymore Mm -hmm. there isn't this like but I feel okay when I eat this way and then eventually I just I have to eat a bunch of carbs it's like well yeah because your body's run on them and and you need that so why not embrace it instead and and it's it's 
it is that simple, but it has to, we have to bring in curiosity over guilt. And that's a practice. That's simply a practice of noticing that guilty feeling and like taking a deep breath and saying, okay, body, what are you asking? What are you asking for? What's going on here? And it's just when you get to know that practice and you spend time inside it, it becomes second nature. So that's, you know, that's why, you know, you're saying meal plans just isn't, doesn't work. I mean, and I'm thinking of mindful eating and mm-hmm. I don't even know if meditation is part of this, but to me, it feels like most of the work that you help it, it, with, with your clients is to really look internally, like really stay still when you're eating and really ask yourselves what, it, you know, what is your body feeling and what is your mind fighting this off? Or, I mean, is that part of your method as well? Absolutely. Because yeah. we've, we've cut our, our heads off so deeply that it, at first, like sometimes there's no, there, there, I don't know. I, I'm never hungry. I don't know. I don't know what I want. And I work with like, so that's the most extreme example, but that happens in our world because we're really busy. We're in a stress state all the time. And in a stress state, you don't feel your body signals. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes bringing in mindful eating is an important step. And I bring that in, in the moment it's needed because mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, mindful eating is sounds like the easiest thing in the world, but I, what, I gave it to a woman yesterday and I'm like, you're probably going to curse me for a few days. It's totally fine. I'm okay with it because just stick with it and get through. Um, because for you, it's the fastest path to what you're looking for, which is mm-hmm. sit down, take a deep breath and, and taste and feel and enjoy your food and notice when you're full and when you're full stop. Mm-hmm. That's so simple, but um, not many people actually do it. And it's okay. You don't have to do it if it feels like too much, too big of a battle, Uh, but it's really, really effective. Um, But if that feels like too much, like if you have young kids in your house or you've dealt with disordered eating and that's really, really triggery, that's okay. There's other methods in as well. Um, But that, yeah, that mindful eating, man, does it work? It works really, really well. Mm. You know, it's, it's so interesting to me because I feel like you're, it's, I've, I've taken kind of three nuggets from what you've been talking about today and it, and it mimics your decision in your life, which is so fascinating to me because I'm like, okay, so you're telling people to be mindful, to make a decision and then make a small action. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, your notebook was your mindfulness. You made the decision and then you made the small step to get involved in your program that, well, it's a big step, but it's, it was that next step that then launched you into this beautiful next phase of your life, this chapter that you're in where you are giving so much, but it's the same things. Be mindful of your body and your food and what's going in, make the decision, what feels good, what doesn't, and then take a small action to continue to, uh, to really feel the, the, the positive effect of, of what food can do for you, right? Absolutely. And my entire business has been run that way. So I've been, I've been working as a nutritionist for 12 years, as I mentioned, and I've played a long game, like nothing has happened quickly, but everything has happened really organically. Um, in 2015, uh, a, a TEDx uh, gr- a group in my town, which I didn't even know existed, sent me a message saying, you've been nominated to apply. And I've always, I was a public speaker already. I had always wanted to do a TED talk, but I hadn't even looked into enough to know that there was one in my town (laughs) and until they emailed me. And then I recorded it. I love doing it. It was, it was terrifying and fantastic, but nobody saw it. 
for three years. And then three years later, it suddenly took off and, and it took off in the summer of 2019. That's when my publisher saw it. And in uh, uh, October, 2019, I got an email that said, do you want to write a book on undieting, which is the only book I wanted to write. And so instead of like, I, I knew I wanted, I was just feeling like a book was coming out and I hadn't even gotten to the steps of like, it would always seemed overwhelming to me to do the applications to a publisher. Am I gonna do this self-publishing? I don't know, I hadn't even gotten there. And then I get this email that says, hey, do you wanna write this? And a year later it exists. And it was exactly the moment that I had space to write it, but also had the stories to write it. Like I, I felt like this was a book I can write right now, but I couldn't have a year ago. I couldn't have five years ago. And so it's like, it's these little steps that if you just trust the process in your health, in your life, in your business, in your world, they, they turn into something. Yeah. And, and I still struggle with that, that trust sometimes. Like right now, I'm like, I don't know where th these things are going. It's like, no, I just need to trust that I don't know what the next step is going to be, but it's going to be right because it always has been. And the same thing comes with food is that you, that first step, you don't need to know what step 10 is. You don't even know, need to know what step two is. Just work on step one and that will take you to step two and it will just be absolutely obvious and step three step four step five and so it just like it's that first little step that gets you on that path that's taking you in this direction and and everything else just opens up you know it just this is just a perfect example of this decided heart scaffolding or decided heart moments step by step because for, for us the difference between forging towards a goal that you don't enjoy you know and though they they can you know those people can become successful but there's just no joy right and then then at the end of the day was it all worth it decided heart moments for us and, and when you say step every step you take you have to ask yourself is there trust am i joyful um is it worth the work right um, and, and then look at the scaffolding that happened in your life, Lisa, you know, now I'm, I'm triggering back to the, the moment you were in, you know, in college to now, I mean, you didn't think you were going to write a book and now it's published now it's in target. I mean, I never and, thought and I'd that's be a nutritionist. That, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about, Hillary. Right. I mean, it's just when you stay true, when you stay core, then these decided moments, it's not the, so, the one that's going to happen. It's the scaffolding of everything else that comes afterwards. So, yes. Yeah. And it really is the trust is so important, but that comes from knowing who you are. And I think when you really become connected with who you are, mm -hmm. then you go back to, it's funny, a, a couple of weeks ago, I heard the phrase, marry the process, divorce the results. When mm -hmm. you start to become really confident in who you are and how you want to show up, which you so are, Lisa, I mean, it comes through in everything you say, in your passion, in your, in your work, in your book then I think that the process unfolds itself and you know that if you stay the course, what will what is supposed to happen will be revealed, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what has happened for you. We are so, oh, we are so grateful. We're so grateful that you're here. I feel, my heart feels so full for having this conversation with you. I know that there are people out there that are wondering how can they, so we know Target, if you're in the US, right. You can get the book at Target. We have a few people that are outside the U.S. that might be listening. And so uh, what are some other ways that people can get a hold? And of course, we'll have all the links. But is there any any last uh, invite or, or connection that you want to give to our listeners and our watchers? 
So if you just like more information on my book and also where you can order it online, um, go to undieting.ca and that will list all the places, many of the places online, every big online retailer has it. Um, and, and I also have um, a order bonus. So if you order my book, you get a free digital course um, that goes, that brings it into real life. After I wrote it, I was like, is this enough for people to actually do the steps? And so I fixed it by creating a free digital course mm -hmm. and you can get access to that at undieting.ca. But if you simply want to know more about this philosophy, I have a freebie. It's a guide called five ways to eat what you want. And at lisakiltgore.com forward slash freebie, you can get that free guide. And it just, it really uh, touches on my philosophy. Um, you get on my mailing list, so you get to hear from me weekly. And that's a, uh, that's an easy way in to just like tread water and see like, is this like your ankles can be in the water and just like, is this the right thing for me? Mm -hmm. um, but then my book is available both as a, as an ebook and a um, full book. And it really gets it's in it's basically like 12 years of what I've done um all summed up into one book with a bunch of food politics in because I love that stuff because once you know what the politics behind these decisions are it's a really easy to walk away from them mm. cool. well I just have to acknowledge I think um there's two virtues that really stand out for me when I'm listening to your story and that's a resilience and service and the resilience is because it takes a lot of commitment. I mean, there's other virtues that fold into that commitment sure. and courage to change an entire culture and to face food politics and to really, you know, like at first, maybe it's one client at a time, but with your book, it's going to be massive in how we all address our relationship with food and take that control back to us. So thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved chatting with you and I love what you guys are doing. Like the, this, following your heart uh, is is a practice I've had to find and has made the biggest difference in my life. And so I love that you're, you're making it accessible to so many people. It's wonderful. Oh, thank you, Lisa, so much. I can't wait to, I told you I'm going to go have my son get the book because he works at Target. So he's going to go get it. We're going to take a picture. We're going to, I can't wait to see it because your mindfulness and just the beauty of who you are as a person shows up in the way that you're talking in the courage that you have, it is just a wonderful thing to see. So thank you so much for giving us your time, your energy, your purpose, your mission. And I feel like it's wrapped up so many things that we've talked about, Sonia, Totally. you know, from Ikigai to like all of the things all in one. And it's, it's amazing. So for our listeners out there, thank you for joining us or watching us. If you're doing that, please do check out the links and learn more about Lisa because she's a remarkable person as well as her program and her methodology because it just might be the thing to help you stop fighting what it is that your body actually wants for you because your body wants to feel good. It really, really does. And with that, we hope that you have it. Oh, subscribe. I should say that, right? Subscribe, subscribe at YouTube, sign up with Lisa, subscribe at YouTube for Decided Heart Conversations or our podcast on Apple or Spotify. But with that, have a lovely, beautiful, amazing rest of your day. And we will see you the next time you tune in next week.